Welcome to Cursed, a bi-weekly podcast that investigates the liminal spaces, from everyday witchcraft to the haunted and the phantasmic. Hang out with us as we explore our personal experiences with the unknown and celebrate our craft. And now, <laughs> episode 12, Hounds of Hell. So before the show, uh, here's our Patreon shoutouts. In Haints, we have Tori, Tamara, Rachel the Pickety Witch, Corian Lane of New World Witchery, Alyssa, Joanne, Aaron, Melissa D, and Cindy Brennan of Keeping Her Keys. All right. In our Poltergeist level, we have Randy, Temple, Alex, Faith, Luna, Melissa S, Heather, Aviel, Jessica, and Sydney. Thank you, guys. Um, we still can't believe you're wanting to give us money in 2020. But we will take it till 2021. Um, <laughs> but no, we really appreciate you guys. And we hope that we are doing um, you justice by all of our extras because we really try. Uh, we got some new stuff coming up, uh, like posting show notes we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll start with this episode and going into the next. Um, so we can do that. So I think for five and up, you guys can get decals, shout outs, show notes. Mm-hmm. And for 10, you get the decals and all that. But for just a dollar... You can hear all the bonus stuff, so we're not leaving you out in the cold. With all that out of the way, on to the episode, which is about demon dogs. Okay, so this is episode 12, Yes. and we're talking about demon dogs, or devil dogs, or hellhounds, or black dogs. There's a whole bunch of different folklore and tales about such beasts for centuries, Um, so we're going to touch on all those. We live not far from one of the more famous ones, especially for the United States. So mm-hmm. um, we'll talk about that because um, we are joined today by Tori. Hi. And we went up there during a trip from Boone and it was so close, like 20 minutes. Yeah, it was only like That we were just like, 30. Let's, mm-hmm. yeah, let's drive through there. So um, we'll definitely have to go back, but we want to talk about that. Um, heads up, we are being more immersive tonight. With our episode, and you will hear dogs in the background um, <laughs> as an ambiance, and not because our dogs are mad they can't be out and destroy things. Right. Um, so if you hear them, maybe they're not even here. It's a ghost dog. Ghost dog. <laughs> um, you heard them on the Yule episode. This time we get to explain them away, <laughs> um, and, like on purpose. Um, so to begin with, this is in. Valley Crucis, mm-hmm. uh, North Carolina. So it's Western North Carolina, um, not far from Boone, like we said. It's this really cute little mountain town. It's the cutest um, I've ever seen in my life. And I think like they've got the um, what do you call those general mass stores? General mm-hmm. stores from like eighteen yeah. hundred. Yeah. It's still like the right. same building. We didn't go into it, um, but, we but wanted to. yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's like, a, it's just, it's called that because it means Valley of the Cross mm-hmm. and it's named because two rivers form a cross and intersect. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's like the quintessential, like, Lifetime movie. Is Lifetime or Hallmark? Yeah. Either it depends. On, yeah, either one. Um, yeah. But it's like, oh, that little sleepy mountain town and like, uh, how... I just want to get away from my corporate life and, yeah. and live in a cabin. And- but by the but river. Honestly, by the I river. almost was that person because it's Same. it's like the perfect combination of everything that I like because I love the mountains and I also am a river witch and I need to yes. be near the river and near the water. Mm-hmm. And it's like no matter where you were in this town, you could see a the river. river as well as mountain views. It was oh. fucking gorgeous. That sounds is beautiful. Right. Google it and look at it. We'll post pictures. Uh, it's really pretty and it's right near some town called seven devils which yeah yes i've heard of seven devils. we um also a florence and the sheen song <laughs> <laughs> we really liked the name and it was like man what if your letters and address were so and so seven devils 
North um, Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Now it was supposedly right. <laughs> was named after seven brothers who like were raucous and caused problems. <laughs> ruckus. However, I mean, that I sounds... think I feel like it's named <laughs> That's after. Still good. Yeah. We'll even post that picture. You can see there's like seven mountainish little small things. So it's yeah. probably that too. Um, what else was down in that little hill we wanted to go to? There's like a little cemetery, like, but you're also kind of in an area where it's like, if I drive down the wrong road, I might get shot, shot at. Yeah. Shot. Um, especially our cars with fucking like resist stickers and, yeah. um, yeah. cursed podcast stickers. <laughs> if you want one, they look real good. Um, <laughs> uh, fleeing from like redneck, uh, crazy backwoods, yeah. like conservative and you people. know there's some protective runes on that shit too so there is yeah. there is You're um right. so we go down there in the day yeah because we want to check it out because we're going to come back at night and, and he's smart and he like planned in advance and was like we're going to check it out in the daytime and figure out where we're going to park at night when it's like too dark to see shit and i'm like that's fucking so fucking <laughs> well I'm such a virgo right now I, can't. I love it um but at the same time it's a good thing we did because yeah. this road is not a real road. Mm-mm. I mean, it's a oh, road that's okay. obviously been there since I think the the church that this is happened at is, is 1826. Yeah. Okay. Um, this road is not quite dirt, but not full gravel. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty like janky road. Okay. And and there's only room for one car at a time. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah. like a typical mountain road where you, there is no two way two way traffic at all. Right. Yeah. It follows kind of. It goes over a bridge. That's the first thing you do, which will come in handy when we talk about. The first reported sighting of this thing. Um, and then it's probably, what, two miles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. At most two miles to the church. And you pass all these other houses. And so we're, like, getting a little anxious. with this. like, this is not a road people drive down <laughs> unless they live there or unless they're looking at this. Because right. it's pretty popular. So I think this that's why we were a little iffy about, like, what are we going to do? Because I'm sure people are used to people coming up here. Mm-hmm. So we drive up and... Um, there's like a lot of empty areas across from the church, but there is like a house that you can't see. You can see a driveway mm-hmm. and then it ends at like this long turnaround. Um, so we did that a couple passes. Mm-hmm. It was very, it was November of last year. So it was very foggy and misty. It already gave this eerie feeling. And mm-hmm. um, if you guys have listened to us and taken our advice and listened to old gods of Appalachia, oh, it is true. It gets yeah. darker here because of the mountains yeah. And we're not here, but there. Quicker too. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier because it's like, you know, it sucks all the light out when it gets there. Yeah. And it goes quick. So anyway, we go on about our day. We go down to Boone and like have a really good, it's pouring rain at that point. Mm, Yeah. Um, Have a good dinner. Uh, really fucking good drinks at a place called um, Ransom. Ransom Ooh. Pub. There was like some, Boone. yeah, there was some college football church because this is by Appalachian State. Yeah. And so, it was literally like one of the best restaurants I've been yeah. to. Yeah, and the only reason that it cleared out, a fun cute right. little town, yeah, Boone. yeah, and so it's like a college town, but it's not like a college. Like the town. historic downtown is literally not even a block from the campus. It's, right, it's really really cool. It's so nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the drinks we got, and then the lattes we got as we were leaving, like it was you, like a so it was a restaurant combined with a coffee shop. Ooh. So like the bar the had right, a little coffee shop. Yeah, on the right side was like the bar and then mm-hmm. seating, and on the left side was seating and then a little coffee bar. Neat. So you could like get drinks, which is what we did. We had like mm-hmm. two or three drinks each, and then we both went like when we were leaving mm-hmm. and got like a coffee drink on mm-hmm. the way out, and they had lavender lattes. Fuck yeah! Yes, and I got and a pumpkin spice. Of course, you did. Like whip. He put a little heart in. Oh. I didn't get it hard, but it was still a very good pumpkin spice <laughs> latte. And look, I am not very crazy about tater tots, but they had some bomb ass tater tots. Really? Like, fucking delicious. Their food Ooh, was so good. So good. And they had Beyond Meat burgers. It was not expensive. It was so good. But back to the story. <laughs> um, go for the demon dog, but stay for the lavender lattes. Stay for the drink. Um, and so then we go back, it's getting dark, and um, we're going to check this place out. So the first reported sighting, um, I don't recall seeing a date, but the church has been there, like I said, from 1826. Mm-hmm. But the first reported sighting was two guys driving a car okay. past the church. 
and there's a little small graveyard that actually is the church is so small, but the graveyard is like this big, like with crooked tombstones and yeah, headstones and all that. Like a um, one. And so they were driving by it and all of a sudden they see this figure run out from behind one of the graves hmm. headstones and it ran into the front of the road mm-hmm. and stopped and they were like, it was a dog, but it was the size, the height and the width of a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had yellow teeth. And glowing eyes. They did not reflect. They were smoldering. And they immediately fucking started speeding out of there on this little tiny road. Muggles will do that. Their their supposed speed was 60, 70 miles an hour. And they said that the dog was chasing them and was keeping up. They could see it in the mirror. And they said they felt like any minute it was going to bite the bumper and drag them to hell. And wow. the only time that it stopped was when they crossed that bridge mm-hmm. over the water and it stopped and then kind of walked back. They could see it. Mm-hmm. So that was like the first reported sighting. And since then, um, that's the most famous you see if you look up, look it up. But supposedly like people have had run-ins with this um, for generations. So we thought, well, we'll drive up there and do a couple passes because that seems like the way you see it, it's going to chase you off. Because we'll show pictures, but you drive up and there's kind of the dirt road has a hill. There's no shoulder, but it goes into a hill. And on top of this hill is like an open area, which is the cemetery. And then you see the little church sitting there and it's, you're driving through so many trees and this little spot opens up. And so it's like, it's this little bubble of a world. And I am not, I mean, I like the way churches look. Some of them, um, especially the old ones, um, mm-hmm. I think they could be put to so much better use. But they're like the architecture is really pretty. Yes. And so this was like such a cute little creepy, like old world looking like mm-hmm. church. And I'm sure it looked I'm sure it's been updated a little bit, but the windows look the same. Okay. Um, and I know the tale says it's a stone church. From what we can tell, it looks like it's wood sided, but that yeah. may have been changed and it looks freshly painted. Yeah. Uh, it's got like a little so tin green wolf. To, like, protect the, the a wolf? Stone. <laughs> you said wolf. Uh, <laughs> I did. It's got a. <laughs> oh shit! Um, it's got like a little tin green roof. God damn it! Um, they got me. The spirits have got me. Demon dogs um, here. <laughs> and so, it's just really cute. But there's a little wooden moss covered gate. That blocks you from driving up to the church because our goal was we'll park up there and like snoop around yeah. and check out the graveyard. But the we graveyard, yeah, yeah, we got some biscuits let's and shit. Have a little like, chat. Yeah. So the whole graveyard area was not fenced off, but um, that little gate so you couldn't drive up. So we did a couple passes, then we parked mm-hmm. in that driveway yeah. uh, entrance. And you were covered by bushes and it was dark. So we're like, nobody's really going to see us. And we rolled down the windows. We tried talking to it, did some meditation. Um, We tried some of like EVP stuff. Mm -hmm. Didn't really get anything from it. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole feeling, like you could tell, like there's an energy there. Yeah, there's definitely a presence there. But it's not, like it feels like peaceful almost. Oh, it's quiet. It's very quiet. And it's like... Like he said, whenever we went up, like the there was a gate across the actual like you couldn't drive up into the church. Mm-hmm. Now we could have been assholes and just parked on the side of the road and climbed onto the the graveyard because it mm-hmm. wasn't fenced off. Right. But you could feel like that's not appropriate to do. Okay. You could feel that there was a presence there that wanted to protect that area. Well, it almost felt like I know the gate covered one thing, like a couple feet of a driveway. Mm-hmm. The cemetery you could just walk up into. Yeah. But there was that feeling of like restricted, like yeah. don't mm-hmm. violate. And it felt like it was disrespectful. Right. So it's like that. at what point do you, I don't know, as witches and what we do as work, uh, we were so ready to like go out and interact with this thing and hopefully see it. Mm-hmm. But at what point do you, this isn't like, oh, this is a no trespassing area. We want to get in to get to the building. This we are on that land and we are on that area. At what point do you, I guess, offend mm-hmm. just to try to get a reaction? Like yeah. we're not here to elicit 
a response in that way. Right. We want to communicate with this thing. But if you feel like I don't want you to pass this threshold, appreciate it from here, we're not going to push those boundaries. And, you know, we could have gone up to the church and walked around. We could have walked through the graveyard and stuff, but it felt like we shouldn't. Yeah. And so we didn't push it. And it's like, I don't know if we would have seen the demon dog if we had pushed it, but we're not here to like upset or offend no, or. We don't want to be. Right. Um, Zach, what's his name? Baggins? <laughs> um, yes. Zach Baggins. <laughs> well, we don't want to instigate anything. And right. now if we had felt like this, like welcoming, and it wasn't even unwelcome. It was just, there's a boundary. Yeah. Respect it. Yeah. And you're good. That's exactly what it felt like. And maybe, who knows what those guys supposedly did. Who knows what anybody else did. Mm -hmm. People can get a little disrespectful, as we've talked about many a times Mm -hmm. in episodes. But for us, it seemed like the best thing was, we'll take a couple passes, appreciate the feeling and the energy, try to communicate, um, be respectful. And if we hear or see anything, I mean, because if you listen to our episode nine with Megan, Mm -hmm. deputy, and talking about spirits, she talks a lot about a grim. And that's essentially what this demon dog, of course, I guess the muggle word and the lore would be demon dog. But what we understand is Grimm's who do a protective, who are usually in graveyards and cemeteries and they protect the grounds. Um, So we're not going to record all that, talk about respecting it and working with them and then go up there and like be dicks about it. Yeah. Just have something to talk about. Right. We practice what we preach and we got good pictures and... We had a good experience and maybe we'll go up one day during the day. And I think it's only open during church hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not going to attend a service, but (laughs) you know, it's like in between private properties, two of people's houses. So we did a couple more passes and as we were coming up, a car turned into a driveway and they kind of like were slow and they kept driving and we thought, right. And so we thought, okay, maybe this is a good time to just like head on back because at this point, I'm sure these people are pissed because they get a lot of tourists up there looking at this stuff or they locals. Yeah, right. Have, yeah. And so I'm sure any minute somebody's over there. I mean, why else would the church have a little, how many churches do you see that close their gates right. if they don't have a yeah. reason or even have a gate just to close off the driveway? I'm sure they get a lot of people that fuck around and it's quiet enough where you could probably get away with it. So I'm yeah. sure these people are on alert. So we didn't, we didn't want to like cause any problems. Um, and so we headed back now, we didn't see the demon dog, but like I said, it was a good overall experience. Mm-hmm. And and across the from the actual church, because like you said, there's, you can tell it's, people go down there because they're attending church or their house is there. Right. Um, and it's a lot of like undeveloped land, it feels like. Mm-hmm. But across from the church, there was like a piece of land mm-hmm. um, that had a gate across the driveway as well. And that had no trespassing. That had no trespassing, but it also had a sign on a tree that said, beware of dog. I took a picture of that. And I thought that was fucking hysterical because we did not see a dog over there at all. So to me, like we talked about it and I was like, do you think they're talking about? Because if I lived across (laughs) from it, I'm going to post the picture. And I mean, if we lived across from it, I would put up a beware of dog sign too as a tongue in cheek, like funny thing. But, um. And I don't think we noticed it until we were leaving because I think we turned around that driveway and we're like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, it's a cute little, very eerie because it felt like it, like, again, it felt like this little bubble. It was like you would draw, there's, you drove up this road, there's all these, this river and there's all these trees and woods and houses, everything's like cramped in. And then you'll see in the video, it opens up to this tiny field, which is only a field because it's a graveyard Mm -hmm. and then the little church and then there's a wall of trees and it just felt like you were stepping back in time you felt like you were in it and so the last thing we're going to do is go up there now if you had permission and we had time and we felt like we could you could do a ritual even Mm -hmm. at the gate Mm -hmm. which we can talk about that's basically a crossroad Mm -hmm. at that point um because we'll go into all of that good stuff, connect Hecate and all these other lures with hellhounds and into the underworld. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, that was our little trip. Um, the pictures are really cool. We've been sitting on them since November, uh, but we had stuff planned out and we were like, we can't wait to get together and talk about this. So um, cute little mountain town. Um, if you're in the area, it's definitely worth driving by. Don't push your luck. 
Like, don't get in trouble. Yeah, don't yeah, be disrespectful. Don't. Right. Don't, don't tell them we sent you. Don't our ambassadors without right. good words and good feelings. Yes. And it's like, it's one of those places when you start driving down that road, it's like the minute anybody sees our car, they probably know everybody's car that comes down this road. Mm-hmm. The minute anybody sees our car, they're on alert. Yeah. So something to, something to be mindful of. But that is a cute little town. And when we want to go back and check out the general store mm-hmm. and all that. Um, start looking at properties. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was our little trip. But that's not the only demon dog that we're going to talk about. No. Or the idea of what these are. So. Speaking of notes, <laughs> I guess that's me. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, what you're describing is definitely what I have for the definition of uh, like a Kirk Graham, a Church Graham, um, which is all kind of over Europe, especially um, I found in England, in Sweden, and in Finland. Church Grams are kind of, I think it, I don't know, I, I, I had trouble finding. If there was one place that it sort of originated and then, you know, it got moved somewhere else because of immigration, I couldn't tell. Um, But it's kind of all over and it comes from the folklore that the the person who is first buried in a churchyard is the one that's supposed to guard it. Yeah. So instead of telling a human, hey, so... You're not done yet. You don't get to go do fun things. You have to stay here and guard this land and protect the church. They instead would sacrifice a dog, usually a black dog, to do that. Fuck that. (laughs) Oh, I hate that. Yeah, so they would actually, there are some accounts where they actually talk about burying the dog alive under, like, the cornerstones of a church. Yeah. These were the goodest boys. I know. Like, this made me really upset. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of where the lore came from, because the dog is a protector of a gateway. And I think it, throughout all of my research, that comes up again and again and again. So old, though. So, yeah. like, we can talk about, I mean, the Greek, I mean, I'm sure it goes back before that, but that's, yeah. like, the most famous is Cerberus. Yeah. He's yeah. literally a guard dog, you know, right. who stands between the worlds at the gates of hell and says, so you think you're getting in? <laughs> right. Or you think you're getting out? Yeah. Also, you know? I've got three heads. Yeah. Like, he's the baddest boy. And they called him Spot. Like, that's literally what Cerberus translates to. <coughs> Did you know that? Is Spotted Dog. I've, yeah. <laughs> spotted Dog. Yeah. I love it. And we're not saying it was Hecate's dog, but... But... But, but, and I, I mean, mean, she's often accompanied by the wild hunt or by lots of different bang of dogs. Like, it, there's lots of different ways to tell when she is near. And one of them is, you know, especially you start... when I go and do a ritual at the crossroads, it's like all the dogs start barking. Well, and for me, it's, I mean, I have a lot of signs and symbols and mm-hmm. omens, and it's usually a barred owl, but there, there's always a dog's barking. And you, mm-hmm. you can tell there's a difference because dogs bark here and there they don't really do it here Mm -hmm. but you go out back and you start i'll start doing a ritual to her or calling on her Mm -hmm. the wind changes it gets quiet and you just hear dogs barking and that's been associated with her since probably pre-greek because it would have to be i mean it seems like something that would be brought along with her um and so she when she walked with her horde it was always consisted of these hellhounds, these big black dogs that followed her around, which, um, you know, is kind of, I don't know. I mean, there's so many different associations with dogs. Um, uh, people would sacrifice black lambs and black dogs to her. Um, I don't think that's why they were, I think it was, because of the lore or the the idea that she had these dogs with her that that's why people sacrificed them Mm -hmm. i don't think it's the other way around but yeah it's really interesting that for so long they've been these gatekeepers yeah um and it's i mean as soon as we learned to domesticate and make friendships with wolves we've used them to guard things green tin wolves (laughs) (laughs) Um, right and they're protective yeah um, but they can also be super loving, but as soon as you need them to turn it on, they will. Mm-hmm. So we've exploited that for centuries. Um, and I think that shows in a lot of different lore too. 
because I found so fucking many. It's insane. Um, and then I don't know if you've heard of the Kunanun, mm-hmm. um, who are also supposed to be spectral hounds who are part of the wild hunt. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, so their job is actually to hunt wrongdoers into the ground until, uh, that person can run no longer, just as the criminals did to their victims. So definitely like some vengeful spirit magic there that I fucking love. Absolutely. Like that is hundred percent like attack dog mode. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, dogs are also associated closely with the Morrigan too, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so again, we have that sort of like gatekeeper, you know, uh, connected to the underworld sort of thing. Um, and then one thing that I thought was really interesting was that they were so closely associated with the color red and they were said to have red ears because red is the color of death. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Um, and then there's some lore about them that says the howling of these huge dogs foretold death to anyone who heard them. Um, and that their growling was actually loudest when they were at a distance and then as they hunt their prey, as they sneak up on their prey, they become quiet. So I love you that. never know when they're going yeah. to strike. Like, I Imagine that how cool. terrifying that would be. Yes. Because if you hear it super loud and all of a sudden you hear it like super quietly, then you're in some then shit. you know that yeah. they fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I thought that that was really, really, really cool. Um, so, and they sort of go into that too. Um, and then we have the variant of you know, all of the different ones in England, it, it seemed like England had different tales of black dogs everywhere. Yeah, and some of them are even called, like, ghost dogs. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some, like, out of Scotland, and you'll talk about the Appalachian mm-hmm. variant, which makes me wonder, did they bring that over to, like, that... Right, because yeah. a lot of what was settled there was German, English, Scotch-Irish. Um, so... That would make sense for that to be yeah. an extension. Because one of the more prevalent ones in Europe is um, Old Shuck. Mm-hmm. Black Shuck, mm-hmm. Old Shock, or simply Shuck. Mm-hmm. And it's a ghostly black dog um, that roams the countryside of East Anglia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everywhere from Norfolk, Suffolk, and Cambridgeshire to mm-hmm. Essex. Mm-hmm. And um, Shuck is old English word for meaning devil or fiend. Um, so yeah, you do get a lot of those like European ones, mm-hmm. which is, it just seems like they're everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, and it's funny because it's like the ones that I could actually find the most research on were the English ones. Uh, we have the Barghest who is in the, the North of England. Um, and then we have Black Shuck, which you talked about uh, in Peel Castle on the Isle of Man. There's a Muffy dog. Uh, who he sounds cute he was actually i think there was a guard who had too much alcohol before he went on duty so then he wasn't doing his duty and so the dog this big spectral hound came up out of nowhere and attacked him Hmm. for not protecting the castle wow yeah um and then in devon they have the yeth hound um the north of england again we have a different variant which is Gear trash, guy trash. Um, I probably am butchering that. Uh, if anybody lives there and can pronounce it better, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, in Bully Bay, uh, on the Channel Islands, uh, there is the Black Dog of Bully, who I think is again another um, dog who guards a castle. Mm. So it's it's really interesting that there's it's so prevalent and there's so many versions of the same myth all throughout England. Yeah, and they all have different names. Yeah, so um, this Appalachian Hellhound. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's very much kind of what was described um, in your story. It's uh, described as a very bit, a very large black dog. Uh, sometimes it walks up on two legs. Sometimes it walks on four. Uh, and then in some regions, it's also said that it only has three toes. Ooh. Which yeah. for our Patreon episode, bonus for this, we're totally going to talk about those dogs that stand upright and some stories I've heard. Um, and actually one not far from here we tried to go see, which is white, which is yeah, flip mm-hmm. the script. But <laughs> it still walks upright, which to me is creepy as fuck. So we'll talk about that. But like, mm-hmm. I think it's funny that those like stories happen. There, There's like that thread that goes through them. I call it either being handed down or mm-hmm. something to it. 
But and then that sounds like another variant that I heard of that was actually from Central America. Um, let me see. Cujo. Cadejo. Cadejo. Yes, I think you have my notes up. I do. <laughs> so I didn't write these, but I'm reading them. <laughs> I sound informed. <laughs> So it speaks of two dogs, uh, two demons who take the form of a dog like. That's not a black dog. That's a black cat. I wasn't sure if it was an other trying to get my attention or a cat. <laughs> um, I mean, cats are sort of others anyway. Yeah, so. she's just trying to eat your hair. So. It's fine. That's I, I get that a lot. Sometimes with kids too. All right, um, back on track. So uh, the legend speaks of two demons: a black cadejo and a white cadejo. One protects travelers from harm and theft. The other leads to bad decisions and danger. Mm. Stands on two legs and throws punches like a human. I saw oh, something about so one that punches. Like, square up, you're going to get these hands. But here's yeah, the thing. is like, <laughs> I don't like that at all. But here's the thing that I want to know is, did they ever say which color one was good and which one was bad? No, they didn't. Because there are so few people who actually survived that... The the tales sort of vary, and there's not enough data to really be able to confirm which one was good and which one was bad. So just stay away from any Yeah, cadets. so just don't go out at night. <laughs> <laughs> stay inside. Yeah. Hey, you're so obsessed with me. <laughs> it's the glamour magic. So something about turning your back and speaking to either makes you go mad? Yeah, so refusing to speak to them, either one of them, oh. will actually like, cause you to go crazy. So, yeah. Well, There's just no getting yourself out of that situation. No, right. you're pretty much, it, shit's going to happen, whether yeah. you like it or not. There's something about, like, animals behaving like humans in that kind of way mm-hmm. that really freaks me the fuck out. I, it scares the shit out of me. Like, really? Some movie that we saw at one point, I don't know, it was a long time ago, and it, there was a dog that was walking on two legs, mm-hmm. and it it freaks me out. Me I have chills. Really? Yes, it's terrifying. Like, give me any normal four legged, legged anything. But like the ones that walk, like that think they're people. Oh God, terrify me. There, there's something wrong. That's like Stephen King shit. Because like when I was young, when that. I was younger, I think it was Alex. I was telling. I was like, we were in the woods, and you know, you see a bunch of deer, and it's like, mm-hmm. what if you're out here? And you saw a deer walking on two legs through okay. the woods. Yeah, I get it. There's get something, it? yeah. Oh, it's wrong. Like, your description of the deer got me more than the dog. Because yeah. I think the dog is so, like... Well, we've seen dogs hop. And, yeah. And I'm sure deer do it, but to I just, catch when I, stuff. When I, like, see a, like, when I hear someone talking about a dog walking on two legs, like, I don't see those cute little videos of this dog who doesn't have any front... Like a legs. chihuahua or something. Or he's, right. he's, just or, a, yeah. he's just living his best life as best as he can. I just mm-hmm. see a fucking dog with two legs walking like a goddamn human. <laughs> and I don't like it. That's just fair. Some, there's something about it that just seems wrong to me. Right. That's and fair. you'll find out why they only, like the stories I'll talk about on Patreon, only confirm my creepiness. Because you start talking about okay. the missing 411 Dave Politis and okay. like the place we went to see. Mm-hmm. And... Even bears, but bears aren't as bad because bears like walk on back legs. Oh yeah, they're that's known like for part that. Of their natural. But life. then also, those are talked about too. So we'll get into that. So um, <laughs> you have a week to go sign up and become a patron <laughs> for as little as a dollar. You get to hear why we're terrified of these things. But um, so as far as the lore of them walking upright, which mm-hmm. ugh, like is that only is that only for? The Appalachian strain, or you said they're kind of related that's to. Also in the Cadejo too. Yeah, that's. Oh, okay, that's white, right. And they punch that's... like humans. Yeah. yeah. Well, not white. I assume they're it's white. they're like we're going to get these hands. Yeah. Like square up. Catch these paws. <laughs> get it. Like that is so wild to me that they're like. Oh, by the way, uh, fucking you know Southpaw. Like I, I don't know. That's fucking weird to me. <laughs> well, then the other weird thing is too. It's like it's almost like somebody was like drunk and they're like, I saw these fucking dogs and they're like. <laughs> What were they doing? Uh, they were fucking scary. Uh, oh, shit. That one, like, punched me. me. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> how can I make this sound even more crazy? Um, that guy ate the worm out of the tequila, I no guess. Shit. I mean, <laughs> so what he had a bad trip. <laughs> so I'm looking at these different other ones. Like, okay, there's Dip. Mm-hmm. Is an evil black hairy dog. Mm-hmm. An emissary of the devil. Yeah. Who sucks um, people's blood? Yes. Uh, and where was he from again? I forget. Catalan? Uh, a Catalan. So, yeah. 
He is lame in one leg. Yeah. So again, just like old Scratch. Really? I think. Well, I, I think there's like. Say, is he? I think there's stories of like. Oh, you know what it is. You know what I'm thinking about. Hmm. Is that idea that if a demon or the devil takes the form of an animal or a person, mm-hmm. it can be almost spot on, but there will be one wrong thing with it. And sometimes it's a limp or like a crooked leg or a short leg. That, that, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. So you got to look out for the Uncanny Valley shit where it's like not quite right. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. something off and something wrong. And that's Stephen huh. King shit to me. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So it's like, okay, well, if this has a lame leg, like maybe that's because it's like it's a demon posing as, or the devil posing as a. It's a different creature. A black to try dog. And, like, trick but they, they're not allowed to like, or able to change completely. So it'll be missing a tail or all these weird things, that's which. Interesting. That I'll look really more into it. Floki's like grabbing your hair. Hi, she's so obsessed with her hair. She's right like, it's now. so pink. I'm, I'm trying to like help, it's but I so can't. Pink. It's so pink and it tastes good. She doesn't like to eat our hair anymore. I think she's bored of the taste of it. Like other Patreon exclusives involve Floki eating <laughs> Cricket's hair. <laughs> it's so funny because she's reaching her paw out to grab a strand and then she's pulling and it to her face. And then she pulls it to her face. But it looks like that's it would so taste cute. like cotton candy. It does. I mean, that's fair. So, I mean, you can't really blame her. <laughs> if she has pink hair balls, we'll know. Yeah. Loki, stop. I'm going to put that on Instagram, though. It tastes like raspberries. It is. It's not berries. <laughs> um. <laughs> what is? Stop. I know she smells good. I think she's obsessed with, like, smells. I think that's what it is. Yeah? You have pink hair in your mouth. I should. I totally should have paused this. Um, But anyway, so as far as black cats go, that's what they do. Um, But other than dip, there is. I'm just going down your list and looking at like some of these other ones that I'm not going to be able Um, to pronounce. But one of them flies. uh, The Chinese dog. Oh, that was uh, Tianggu. (gasps) Eating the sun. Yeah. So he actually talks about. Um, like eating the sun and causing a solar eclipse. Oh yeah, which goes back into um Fenrir's children, um, which I think I have on here too. I can't because I can't remember their names. I could have told you until you said that. Yeah, Hati and Skull. So they are actually supposed to. The Edda state that the sun and the moon are children of Mundulfari. I think that's right. Otherwise, little mentioned. Um. So the wargs are children of Fenrir, uh, monstrous wolf himself and son of Loki. Um, one day the monsters will run down the sun, of the, moon, the sun and the moon and this will bring out Ragnarok. So again, we have that sort of like he's eating the sun. And then that goes in uh, to Zolotl, Zolotl um, who is actually an Aztec DA who was said to pull the sun through the underworld and up into the sky. So it's almost sort of like um, uh, the Egyptian deity, the scarab, who like pushes the yeah yeah the dung beetle who pushes the the sun through the sky. That's um, so crazy. Yeah. So which I mean, we I think especially now with the um, popularity of like the Marvel movies with Thor and the Ragnarok, like people kind of got that idea too about the idea. But that's the yeah that's supposed to be um, the one that brings about kind of all of that and then let's see you've got the egyptian ones here Mm -hmm. um so i i actually talked wanted to talk a little bit about um yeah these dogs like lonely roads anubis yeah because again anubis sort of stands at the gateway of hell too and he's you know very closely represented with the book of the dead and he's again he's depicted as someone as having a human-like body Mm -hmm. but his head is of that of a, a black dog right so again we're getting a sort of hellhound imagery but it's a little bit different um but you know he's the one who is said to like weigh your heart against the feather of truth to see yeah. if you get into the good place in the afterlife or again another gatekeeper yeah which when it's a dog we're okay with gatekeepers yes <laughs> <laughs> they're the only ones who are allowed yeah <laughs> um and, like, he's not often mentioned in myth, but he's one of the most, like, widely depicted in, like, 
you know, um, like the the murals and things that are on the walls of tombs and things right. like that yeah. because he was so closely associated with the Book of the Dead. So, like, he was a huge deal. He was over um, death, mummification, embalming, the afterlife, cemeteries, tombs, and the underworld. So, I mean, all the things that you would expect, you know, to see in, like, the church grim or, right. you know, um, in the myth of the, the Aztec god who actually goes into the underworld and, you know, becomes a god of death and that sort of thing. So, um it's fascinating because there's even even if they're slightly different there are so many themes that are so similar yeah which i thought was fascinating no it's very very interesting that there's so many similarities yeah yeah and some have like a really like stark contrast in like their jobs and what they do but then there's always that little tiny little thread that's kind of ties them together and they're mm-hmm. associated with death and the underworld and crossing and mm-hmm. liminal so that's yeah. that's our thing. That's what turns us on. Oh yeah. Um, and so there's uh, and I'm just like I said, I'm reading your notes. I'm not trying to like, <laughs> I'm not trying to mix you up. But no, you're good. In the Japanese mythology, mm-hmm. Okuru Inu. Yes. Is that right? I think so. That sounds good. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Because I mean, it looks like it. Okuri, it sounds like it used. You just, Okuri Inu. I think that sounds good. Okay. We won't get back into (laughs) Sailor Moon. Uh, no. (laughs) Um, um, so he's again, sort of that like good news, bad news monster that we see in the Kadejo. Um, so the good news, uh, his ferocity keeps other demons away. Oh God. Following you. Um, the bad news, if you stumble while walking, he's going to eat you. So it's like, I mean, (laughs) I got, I got your back. Fucking like redhead. I know. It's like, oh man, I've got this buddy here. Thanks for keeping those demons at bay. Oh God, I stumbled on a rock. What the fuck? (laughs) Like, oh, oh, you're doing good until you fucking stumbled. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, there are ways, of course, because it's Japanese mythology, there's lots of trickery. So there are ways that you can fool this demon and get him off of your tail. So like if you pretend to fall or if you say something like, boy, I sure am tired or something like that to sort of like bring his guard down, then you can turn around and overpower him. Oh. It sounds like. So it's interesting. Or do you have here, sure, I'm glad I stopped on purpose and went face <laughs> first into the ground so I could check out this mud puddle. Yeah. He's uh, like, oh, totally thought you tripped, man. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said something. And then there was one more that I wanted to talk about, which I thought was pretty cool. Because I do want to circle back to the Church Grimms. Yeah. Uh, and ask you about some of your bullet points. Yeah. But. Okay. Do the one you were... So there's one more that I thought was really fascinating um, that actually comes from Inuit mythology. Uh, so his name is Amarok, which I, I hope I'm pronouncing right. I apologize if it's wrong. Um, he's also said to stalk and devour any person foolish enough to hunt alone in, at night. Unlike wolves who hunt in packs, Amaroks, which is just like their deified version of like wolf spirit, wolf god. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Amaroks hunt alone. So, uh, in one story, there's a, a man who's mourning the death of his relative, uh, and he hears reports that an Amarok is nearby. So he and a different relative go in search of the Amarok. They instead find her pups, and the mourner kills them all. Oh. Um, the mourner's relative becomes frightened because you don't fucking do that to a god. No. Um, that's disrespectful as shit, man. That's not cool. Um, so the true, the two actually retreat to a different cave to hide. Looking out, they see the adult Amarok returning to her pups, carrying a reindeer in her mouth. When the Amarok falls, uh, fails to find her offspring, she hastens to a nearby lake and drags a humanoid form, form from the water. At that mor- moment, the mourner actually collapses. Um, so it's implied that the Amarok actually took his soul from his body and drug it into the lake and killed him that way. Good for her. Right? Right. Good for her. Um, and then, um... That's badass. There's a quote here that says something like, from which nothing remains concealed. So, like, again, we have this sort of spectral hound who can see more than we can see and is this protector and is able to do things that protect, like, herself, her, 
like whatever her domain is. Yeah. So I really liked that. I thought it was really neat. But I love Inuit mythology. I think it's fabulous. Because, again, that's where we get, like, the the folklore that we were talking about earlier about Labyrinth, where they talk about, like, the northern lights falling down and, oh, and getting captured into the stone. that is beautiful. Yeah. I love that. That I can yeah. totally see that. Right? And then, supposedly, there's a hunter who goes, and because there were no northern lights... So he goes and he finds them trapped in the stone, and he breaks open the stone. And, and then it, all of a sudden... It all comes out, but oh. there are still little remnants left oh my in the gosh. stone, and that's where we're set to get out of the That's right. such a beautiful, like, story. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I love that. I love it. They're, they're master storytellers, yeah. and it's not... They're really good about not putting such a happy end on everything. Yeah. And it's just... It's just... They're such... They're such resilient people, because they live in such a, a cold dark like place sparse landscape. Yeah. yeah and they're so in touch with how shitty things can be yeah and their stories reflect that but and i think that's important too like there's yeah. not anybody out there who has a happy ending like yeah on every story yeah so i think it's important that and it's mean it's more meaningful if a story has like a realistic yeah kind of and it's more meaningful it. if it does have to have, have that happen. Right, because too. you know then it's real. Yeah. Right? It's not, oh, this is just another one of those happy endings. Yeah. I've never really read into a lot of their mythology. I think I need to. It's really, dig really into good. That. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the uh, the native tribes of Canada have some beautiful mythology that is just wonderful to read. So I definitely recommend. Now, um, I'll delete this if you've already said it. But okay. I don't recall you mentioning with to bring it back to Church Grimm's before we close out mm-hmm. um, that Yorkshire tradition mentions that they ring the church or have been known to toll the church bell at midnight. I did not say oh. that. Before a death takes place. Mm-hmm. So they're almost like a, an omen of death again say. or like the... So a guide, parking, or like it's almost mischievous, and they go in, they ring the church bell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then you've got here during funerals, the presiding clergyman may see the grim looking out from the church tower to determine from its aspect whether the soul of the deceased is destined for heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. So if it's down, supposedly if it's up in the um, the church tower, it's said that the you know the spirit is going upward, going to heaven. So therefore, if they see it on the ground, maybe you're going to hell. Which is where the party is, so. <laughs> I know where my girl's going to appear. It's warmer <laughs> down there, anyway. Yeah. And then, um, we we had already talked about the person who, the first person who died, they would do a dog, so a human didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. But here, I think it's, like, funny how it says, like, they did that so it would protect against those who would profane them, such as thieves, vandals, witches, warlocks, and the devil himself. Yeah. And yet, all these tales... Associate it with the devil mm-hmm. or the underworld and death and all that. So I think it's kind of funny the like juxtaposition that the clergy are looking at this symbol of like a helper or a protector and all this, but yet what sticks to the lore that we always talk about today, it's like hellhounds and yeah. devil dogs and stuff. So um, maybe they see it differently, but who knows? Maybe the hellhounds end up, it's like, well, we're guardians and guides of the dead and the spirits. And, like, at that point, we're not worried about all the other shit that the clergy might be worried about. Like, right. this is real now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's kind of like what um, we had talked about before with Megan. How, if it was the case, like, why would one of them... I mean, I think it's just respect. It doesn't matter if you're a witch or you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, you're approaching in something with respect. And if you feel like... I don't need to tra- like mm-hmm. traipse around this graveyard, then don't do it. Yeah. Um, Consent is key in all matters of life. All right. matters of life. And so, yeah. like I said, I think it's just, you know, all this, all this lore and all these stories, like, have a similar idea that we can all relate to. And sometimes they're, like, creepy feeling and they're scary. Like, oh, God, I don't want to get chased off. But they're also teaching us, like, you know, there's guardians and there's way more than just a grim of a church graveyard. But, yeah, uh, yeah I think it's a good way to look at it um, when you do, because we do a lot of work in graveyards and we check them out and we appreciate them and like them. But, yeah, just go there and always think that there's going to be a grim chasing your ass down if you fuck up. 
That's true. And yeah. I think that's how you should operate in life at all times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't stumble. <laughs> I mean, I, I think there's a reason that, you know, even even in China, I didn't think about this, uh, where we get the, like, the lion dogs and things like that outside of temples. Yeah. Yeah. And those are demons. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so pervasive and it's just, I think demon is just you know, having to deal with the underworld in some way. And there's no reason to be afraid of that unless you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. Right. Right. You know, like, I think that's what a lot of this comes down to. You know, don't track down the demons, pups, and kill them. You know? Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, you know. Or your soul will be drowned, pulled from you. Don't try to fuck with the church where that dog is guarding. You know, like, leave it alone. Ask for permission. They say no. Walk the fuck away. No means no. No means no. Yeah. And I mean, we never felt like we weren't welcome. Yeah. And we yeah. never felt like, like I said, it was just, it was like a. It, like it honestly felt like we were welcome as long as we stayed where we were. Like there it was was we respected boundaries. Yeah. 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 And we were there and we wanted to talk to it. Didn't want to talk to us at the time or show up. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But it's like, we're getting this thing to show up. Let's go kick over a tombstone and drive away. Like, mm-hmm. no, we wanted to see it. And communicate with it and, like, reach out to it. But I think we showed, again, like we've talked about multiple times on different episodes, we carry ourselves where when we go into those places, things take notice on, like, our disposition. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're only here to honor, respect, and maybe communicate. They're not here to cause trouble or vandalize mm-hmm. or fuck around. And so it's probably that's why it's so quiet. Yeah, and yeah. And, like, that's a good thing. You still feel it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool to go there and feel things. And I looked at all the videos to see if, like, maybe we caught a shadow. Mm-hmm. Now, I know when we were leaving in one of the videos I'll post, I'm like, oh, I thought I saw something. And mm-hmm. it looked like shadowy stuff. But you're also – the your notes said that they were associated with stormy weather, mm-hmm. which was a perfect time because yeah, it was yeah. so rainy and misty and yeah, cloudy yeah. and stormy. And, which, again, ties back to, to mom, to Hecate. Yeah. Too. So, yeah, it's this, there's so much crossover. I think we could go back and forth and say, oh, but that goes back with this, and that goes back with right. this, and there's so many common threads. Yeah, there's so many. It's just, it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, I have to stop and think, like, and I know we all do, with so many, like, connected stories from so many different regions, and um, whether it's Inuits mm-hmm. to the Japanese tales to the Norse tales about dogs eating sons and bringing mm-hmm. about, like... These threads are so, like, is it the human condition that we share and the ideas that we share? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it always a black dog that's, like, something? Or is it just a knowing? That's that... one of the things I love the most about cryptozoology. Right. Is, like, how many different versions of Bigfoot do we have? Yeah. Right. You know? It's yeah. like every culture has their own version of... Like, is that a normal human? What a Bigfoot is to right. them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's, I think it's fascinating. And I think it sort of lends itself to proof of the theory and proof of existence. Yeah. Because it's so pervasive. Right. And then it's, it's just weird to think that they're so similar. Mm-hmm. Now you can see, oh, well, all these people would think, oh, there might be like this. But it's just something like a black dog guarding these certain things and having these certain attributes. Mm-hmm. Like... To me, shows like that that thread of truth of there's people are working and seeing and thinking something and experiencing something that you know you take notice and respect mm-hmm. whether you really think like oh is a black dog gonna chase me like mm-hmm. just you know yeah I mean even even to the point where it's like become a huge deal in a lot of our mythology and even modern mythology. You yeah. know, where we see, um, you know, uh, talking about the Grimm and stuff like that in Harry Potter. Or uh-huh. yes. where we see it in Game of Thrones with the dire wolves. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. we see, you know, the wargs and things like that in uh, Tolkien's work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's everywhere. Yeah. And uh, it, it just keeps, we just keep adapting the myths and retelling the same stories. And I think that's kind of what we're doing here too with all of these different versions of things that appear is they're just they're very similar it's like frighteningly similar almost because i thought okay we're gonna do this episode and we'll talk about the one we checked out and we'll find Mm -hmm. a couple other states around us and obviously the european ones that'll mention like these ghost dogs or these demon dogs but Mm -hmm. for it to go so far back and to find all these things it's like 
this is an archetype. There is a reason for this. There has to be. And the fact that they're connected with mom, we're a little biased, but the fact that they're connected to her just amplifies the idea that they're gatekeepers and guardians and all this. Um, And of course they would be in her horde and follow her around if they helped guard the dead and all that. So I think it's a really nice story that sounds scary when you talk about being chased at 60, 70 miles an hour down a dirt road. Fair, yeah. But at the same rate, I think there's a lot of like, I don't know. I think it's like there's a lot of beauty in the idea that there's these guardians that no matter what are like looking over what we consider what's left of the dead, even though there's so much more happening on the other side. Yeah. And you've got to stop eating her hair. I'm trying so hard, but it's like I can't keep up with her. It's fine. Um, It's really not a big deal. It's not bothering me. So we're almost at an hour and we're wrapping things up. Um, I did want to plug... Oh my God. See, the hounds are calling. <laughs> um, I did want to plug one podcast that I checked out because it was so relevant. Um, it's the Witchy Woman podcast. Yes. Um, and she had posted like a pendulum episode. Um, I think she says pendulum uh, before we did our divination. And it was so good. I listened to it. And if you thought I was informative on pendulums, wow, you should listen to her. No, she she really has like so much good information and it's so in-depth and she's just fun to listen to. So shout out to her. Um, check her out. And then finally, before we go, I think Tori's got some shit to plug. I do. Yes. Um, oh? So Alyssa and I, and Alyssa was also on the Yule episode that you guys have probably listened to at this point. Um, Alyssa and I are launching a YouTube channel it will actually be going live in two days by the time you guys are hearing this. So Sunday, February 2nd. So look for it. Look for it. So go to YouTube.com, search Faces of the Faceless. Uh, we're also on Instagram. Same thing, Faces of the Faceless on Instagram. We're going to have the link in the bio there um, on Sunday by the time we launch. So hope you guys give us a listen. We're obviously going to talk about witchy shit and a bunch of different witchy, witchy shit. So And... Me and Cricket might even pop on. Yes. You never know. Um, Because you guys want to talk to witches. Oh, no. And um, I know. (laughs) You guys will be popping on at some point. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited about that. Hell Um, yeah. So we're really looking forward to it. So if you listen to us and you hear this, go search for it on YouTube. Um, What's the thing you like to say so much now? Like and subscribe. (laughs) Listen to our coffee talk. No, um, it's no. Don't forget to like and subscribe, <laughs> and hit the notification bell. And hit the bell to receive notifications. And speaking of, you guys can go review us. Now we have an iTunes or Apple Podcast mm-hmm. have star ratings and reviews. Podbean doesn't, but you can always follow us on Podbean. Share us. Google does as well. You can Google leave does. Okay. There. Um, I think Spot. Whoever does, if you see a way to rate and review us. Just do it. Go follow us on our Instagram uh, at CurseCast. If you have ghost stories, demon dog stories, grim stories, whatever, uh, our email is at CurseCast at gmail.com. We don't plug that enough. And then if you want to, (laughs) uh, please talk to us or DM, slide into our DMs and tell us about your ghost stories. Uh, And then we're going to go to Patreon and talk about these fucking upright walking dogs. Yes, I need to hear about this. <laughs> yeah. Because um, as you can tell, I did a lot of research. And you did. I, I don't know. I have not heard this. So, so I'm excited. Um, it won't come out right after this, but next week it will. So go fetch. Dude, I'm going to do dog. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do dog puns. Boo. Dad jokes. <laughs> dog puns. Okay. Well, um, yeah, this is it. This is done. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that would have been the perfect time for the dogs to bark. I know, and but how. they didn't. Of course they, they wouldn't. Cursed is a bi-weekly podcast produced by Bones McWilliams and Cricket Word. Editing by Bones McWilliams. The theme for Cursed is Voice of the Trees by Sun and Moon Dance. Check them out on Spotify, YouTube, or at sunandmoondance.bandcamp.com. Follow Curse on Instagram, Twitter, and become a patron at patreon.com slash cursecast.
Hex. They're literally cocking their heads right now. <laughs> that's the only time they've been quiet this whole goddamn time. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, that's going to be at the end of the episode anyway. So, uh, pretend they bored. Okay, bye. <laughs>